502, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 533. And Tesla with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Uh, it is, uh, it's cold outside right now. And uh, it's going to continue to be cold for the rest of the day with a high of only 35, cloudy uh, for the most part. A mix of sun and clouds, I guess I should say. And then tomorrow, we're going to see a little bit of snow. Don't know how much yet, but a high of 38. It's 7. 7 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I'm about to blow your mind. What are you going to do? One, yeah. uh, Scott Cohen is coming up later on this morning. We haven't talked to him in I don't know how long. Uh, secondly, Code Word Alexa will have a brand new code word for you at 7.50 this morning. Uh-huh. And if that doesn't uh, blow your face off, how would you like to win a pair of tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall in March? Oh, he needed the money. He did, and that's why he's coming yeah. to Springfield, well, and we have tickets to that show. I, I wish him nothing but a sellout crowd, just like everybody else that that's goes right. to Symphony Hall. That is correct. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to Scott Cohen. Because uh, one of us this morning yeah. was up since 2 o'clock in the morning for some reason and went down a rabbit hole on TikTok and, and heard all about this NFL is scripted uh, theory. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about that and we're going to break it down piece by piece. All right. Yeah. We'll get into it. Because if it's on TikTok, it's got to be true. No reason to believe otherwise. Right. It's 535 and Rock 102. When will the snow start? When will it end? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and David Bowie with Bax and Nagle at Rock 102. Uh, cold. It's very cold today. Mix of sun and clouds, maybe, with a high of 35. And uh, it's 7 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. But we're going to warm you up right now. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. And Reese Witherspoon got some backlash after sharing a video making a, quote, snow salt cococino using snow from her backyard. In the clip, she uses a coffee mug to scoop up the snow that had piled up on top of a car, then adds chocolate syrup, salted caramel syrup, and cold brew. Fans were quick to comment that snow can be dirty and make you seriously ill. So can tap water. Right. But Reese isn't worried. Quote, uh, okay, we're kind of in a category of you only live once and it snows maybe once a year here. I don't know. Also, I want to say something. It was delicious. Okay, talking about the snow not being filtered, I didn't grow up drinking filtered water. Maybe that's why I'm like this. So what you're saying to me is I have to filter the snow before I eat it? I just can't. Filtered snow. Not going to work. You know, if you can get past the idea that snow might be filthy and it comes from the sky, which is also heavily polluted, mm-hmm. it sounds like a delicious drink. Yeah. I can't falter for that. I uh, I have no interest in eating snow, yellow or otherwise. Well, you got to watch out where the huskies go. Right. Because that's, that's where you don't want to go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The uh, man who stole Dorothy's ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz in 2005. You remember that? Uh, Vaguely. No, you don't. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember any of it. I'm just saying. Uh, He did so because it was believed that the rubies were real, but they aren't. They're made of glass, and the thief will be sentenced next week. Why would he think that they would be using actual rubies 
in those shoes. I don't know. Why has it taken almost 20 years to... Well, I guess they found them in 2018, but still, 18, 19, 20... That's, uh, what, six years ago? Uh, yeah. So... Why, why wouldn't you take care of that quicker? <laughs> I guess because of the pandemic. Pandemic, and, uh, backlogs, yeah. you know. Uh, after delivering the slippers to the guy who hired him, Terry retired from a life of crime, but they were recovered in 2018, and Terry was charged with stealing them. He'll be sentenced a week from today. Okay. Right. I'll be ready for it. Uh, I'm ready for that, so too. So when we talk about it next week, and you say, hey, remember that guy who tried to steal the ruby slippers? I'll say, yes, now I remember. Hey, buddy. Polly Shore played his short movie about Richard Simmons at the Sundance Film Festival. It's called The Court Jester, and it's about 10 minutes long. During the introduction, Polly said that Richard actually texted him and wished him good luck with it. Of course, last week, Richard said he did not support Polly making a full-length uh, biopic, biopic, whatever you want to call it, about him. Uh, in a separate interview, Polly said all of this is coming from a place of love. Uh, quote, we don't want to bug him. We want him to be left alone, and, and we just don't want him to have any kind of, uh, you know, yeah. negative interaction. We want to pay homage to him and kiss his feet and say he's done beautiful stuff. If you want to see uh, how Polly will do as Richard, the court jester is now available on YouTube. I haven't seen it. But to be frankly uh, honest, I'm sure he's going to be terrific in it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. I think this this is what he was meant for. Well, sometimes you, that role of a lifetime comes along. And this is it. Was it uh, like Mickey Rourke? Horrible, like, acting skills throughout time. And then he did that wrestler movie, and I was, it was like, wow, he actually did really, really well with this one. No, he was, uh, he was good when he was young. He was like one of them brooding, good-looking types. Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't like movies of substance or anything. It was all kind of, you know... Perhaps. You think Nine and a Half Weeks was a good movie? No, but I thought Diner was great. Diner was okay. That was a good ensemble yeah. movie. Well. It had Steve Gutenberg in it, for crying out loud. But if you're going to tell it was, me. It, it was meant for success. I think uh, Pauly Shore's greatest performance peaked at Encino Man. His early MTV work I thought was the best. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Valerie Bertinelli announced she's been canned from hosting and judging the Kids Baking Championship after 12 seasons. And the Food Network says it's due to budget cuts. Valerie says the 12th season, filming the 12th season saved her life because it was during her apex year of hell when she divorced her now ex-husband, Tom Vital. Uh, quote, it really hurts that I won't be able to go back and see everybody and say, hey, I made it through. Is, uh, is Valerie Bertinelli, uh, is she taken in top dollar because of her uh, her fame she probably gets a decent amount union scale slightly above un union scale right. maybe that's why they had to get canner gotcha uh, she also has advice for future kid contestants quote if you don't make it to the next round please always remember this it's not because you're not a good baker you just had a bad day so always always believe in yourself just like i believed in myself that i would host a kid's uh, show one day and now i'm cut from it you're going to get cut from the stupid contest, you dumb kid. Listen, life is about disappointments. And you'll you'll go through many uh, in your lifetime. By the time you're my age, you'll have hundreds and hundreds of disappointments. Yeah, yeah. You'll be married to the biggest rock star on the face of the planet mm -hmm. and then divorce him thinking you're going to be a famous on your own uh, fruition. Right. Or you're like a child actor and never get another role since, I don't know, uh, Fantasy Island or Love Boat. Yeah. 
How many uh, how many guest appearances does she make on all those other shows? Mm, back then, quite a bit. Yeah. But now, not as much. Snoop Dogg was approached to pull out his thang on OnlyFans for $100 million. I'd do it. But luckily, for everyone's sake, he said no. Quote, I'm like, I got a black wife. Ain't no way in the world she's going to allow me to go there and pull that thang out for no amount of money. Snoop's been married to his wife, uh, Shante, since 1997. So there's an understanding there. You think Shante would be like, honey... It's $100 million. Yes, and you're getting older. You know what? No one's going to pay... It's This is the most it's ever going to be worth. <laughs> you know? Most of the time, when you pull out a joint, it doesn't last very long. Yeah, <laughs> this one's lasted nearly 60 years. Faux shizzle. That's what I call my stuff. Faux shizzle. Uh, and let's move on to the Kim Kardashian thing. Kim Kardashian and her ex-husband, uh, Kanye West, were both on scene at their uh, Sun Saints youth basketball game this past Friday. And what some have noted was an awkward but cordial interaction between the divorced couple. Really? Yeah. Kim has had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had an awkward but cordial interaction was when Ray J stubbed his schmew bugle on my coccyx bone and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Okay. Caleb? Have the schmoo boogle? No, no, I have not. Never blew a t- tune into that thing. Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once f- uh, face-dredged the Guez Canal. <laughs> I was tum- tongue-lapping the meat socks like an Alaskan fish wheel. <sighs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that when I was done, that pink wrinkle was chowed so raw, it looked like someone dropped three pounds of chewed gum on the floor of a barber shop. It reminded me of the time that we were at Charles Nelson Riley's pool party and drunk Charo did a bottomless spread eagle across the T-top of Scott Bayo's Trans Am. Charles was not in charge that day. And that, it was Charo in charge is what it was. Gucci, and that, Yeah, that's your Hollywood treasure. Rock 102. Your home is the backbone. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 615 and sticks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, it is very cold right now. It's uh, going to remain uh, cold for the day. High of only 35. And uh, tomorrow could see a little bit of snow with a high of 38. It's 8. It went one degree higher than it was uh, 10 minutes ago. I'm feeling the difference already. Yeah. Um, just so everybody is aware, later on today, we are going to give away not only the, the code word of the day for code word Alexa, uh, but we will also give away a pair of tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. How would how would you you know the thing that I went through with him? Yeah, uh, way back when. Mm-hmm. And uh, how would you handle that if we were presented with an interview with with him? Would you be bitter or and and confront him with that information, or would um, you just let it go? To me, it would depend. You know, I, I, I don't know. To me, it would be, it would depend on the situation. Yeah. Like, like, like say you, uh, let's say you had a different experience with a guy. Yeah. I might, I might bring that up. Like, for example, if we ever had the chance to interview Lita Ford. Yeah. I would have to bring up my Lita Ford story. Right. You know, where she called me an a hole live on the radio back in the nineties. Right. I mean, there's no way I could not. Mention that, and I would like to think that after all this time, you know, she's let bygones be bygones, and yeah. probably has no recollection of that moment, just a recollection of everything before that led up to that. 
So I would probably ask her. In the Dice Clay uh, situation, um, I don't know. I don't know. Every every performer and artist has yeah. the the right to sometimes be a total obnoxious douchebag to people backstage. I don't know about any total obnoxious douchebags. No, I know you don't. Yeah. But but in that case, you you had a <clears throat> you had a negative interface. Yeah, with a guy who was at one point the uh, the most famous comedian in the world. Yeah, well, a guy I I idolized. Sure, because I was a I was a kid of probably eight or nine years old, and my older brother my brother was like sixteen or seventeen at the time. Right, and he had him and his friend had the dice clay cassette tape that I would borrow when nobody was home and listen to that. Sure. You know, that's where I got my comedy, you know, it was all molding my comedy chops mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years was listening to people like that. And uh, I was like, wow, you know, it'd be kind of cool to meet this guy someday. And then here we are back in 2009, or t- I think it was 2009. Right. Uh, I get, to, not only do I get to meet the guy, I get to open the show for the guy, right. which is really cool. Very like, cool. You know, when you're, uh, when you're in this, in, in this industry, a lot of us, you know, picture us uh, meeting our heroes, mm-hmm. and and I was a perfect example of why you should never meet your heroes ever, <laughs> ever. And um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I like I'm not even I don't even care anymore. Like I'm I'm to the point where I don't. It doesn't bother me anymore. It bothered me for quite some time right. after that happened. But then. Uh, you know, I've had other opportunities that were far better than than opening for for Andrew Dice Clay right. over the years. Um, so I don't know how I would uh, how would I approach that because I guarantee you he had to do an interview with us before that show because he couldn't sell out the Hooky Lao. Yeah, but you know what? He's had a little bit of a renaissance right. since then. Okay. Done a lot of uh, online stuff. You know, he's acted in a few movies since then. Yeah. A couple of sh- TV shows where he was really quite good in it. Yeah. So he's had a little bit of a, of a surge. Okay. Do you think he could sell out 20-something hundred seats at how many? Uh, how many? How many how it's about 2,100 seats. 2,100 seats at Symphony Hall? Maybe. All Possibly. Right. Well, we, we're going to find out. I mean, you know, this is a guy that once sold out Madison Square Garden multiple times over. Yeah. I mean, if he can't sell out Symphony Hall, then you know, that that's screaming something. But I remember uh, watching him for the very first time Yeah, on, it was, I think it was a Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedian special. Yeah. And, and it was an amazing lineup. It, it had him, it had Bob Saget, Lenny Clark, uh, Robert Schimmel, and Dom Herrera. Great lineup of, yeah. of comedians. And Dice was the most memorable because no one had been do- no one had ever seen anything like that. Well, it, 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 it's it's raw. It was raw. It was outrageous. It wasn't totally. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, that was a special that you know kind of uh, you know, brought like Sam Kinison. Yeah, you know, up up to uh, up to his to that point in his career. And it's like you think you're you're thinking, well, this is a, this is a guy who's just uh, there's something special about him. Yeah. But yeah, over time, you know, he kind of was, was his own worst enemy. And uh, I think a lot of people had similar experiences uh, with him that you had. And uh, I'll recall, uh, you know, because you reminded me about selling out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Because that was his thing. I sold out Madison Square Garden. And to recall Marty Caproni's joke from way back then, uh, yeah, so did Wham, NSYNC, and the Backstreet Boys, and I'm pretty sure they're all (laughs) sucking fat ones right now, too. Right? (laughs) So I'm not really like I don't. 
we might be presented with an opportunity yeah. where we have to interview him, and I'm not really sure like how to go with that. I think I want to bring it up. I do want to bring it up. How deep do you want to bring it up? Well, I, I mean, mean, do, I mean, do you want to say, "Hey, I will open for you once at the at the Hookie Law"? You, I'm sure you don't remember that, and then but you it, wouldn't let me back for the second show because you were intimidated by me somehow. Because I was so funny and so good. I did. I did seven minutes. That's all I did. I did seven minutes, and he was, like, upset. I don't know. He said that I did one of his jokes, which I I didn't. I, I mean, all of that material that I had prepared for that was yeah. original material, so I don't know what he's what he's getting at. And, and, and you know, there, there's comedy shows. If you go to a comedy show, there, there could be two comedians talking about the exact same thing. Right. In one show, but it's your personal take on something. So yeah, I don't know. It does it does happen from time to time where two people may choose the same road on a particular topic, and there may be similarities. But it's not like you stole it; you just came up with it independently. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing that here's a here's a kind of a rough joke for you. Uh, Over the weekend, the guy from the Pawn Stars. Yeah, uh, thing, and all I could think of was my head. I see the guy; he's thirty-nine years old. He died. It's a horrible story. Sure, but I'm thinking already in my head: where's that meme that's going to say a thirty-nine is the best I can do? Because that's <laughs> and sure enough, when I logged on to Reddit yesterday, there's there's the. There's the the meme of yeah, the right. exact same thing I was thinking. There's so many people who think of the same exact joke. Sure. You know, especially with, remember when you did the submarine thing, how many other people had the same type of oh, joke, yeah. you know? I mean, listen, if, if there's a tragic situation, you've you got to believe that like three or four guys yeah. have come up with the same line. So, I, again, I, I know we're running out of time here, but I, I just don't, uh, I don't, I'm not really sure how to approach that and whether or not I should bring it up. Because a part of me really wants to. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, but a part of me also doesn't want to let him know that he's gotten the best of me either. You right. know what I mean? No, I, I yeah. understand. I understand. But, you know, you could also take the high road and let him either sink or swim in that interview all by himself. He's or, either going to be a great interview or he's he's not going to be so great. Well, I'm sure he forgot about the whole thing. I'm sure he has. So if he's hurting for sales again, maybe... I can wiggle my way in there and go, hey, you know what? I'll open the show for you, and we'll plug the hell out of it and, uh, you know, see if we can sell some extra tickets. I think that would be the kind of ultimate uh, Yeah. Yeah, Whatever you do, try to bring a jacket backstage with MTV all over it. Yeah, and then I'll get up on stage at Symphony Hall and start doing these nursery rhyme bits (laughs) that I came up with. And I'll be like, hickory dickory dock. (laughs) Dice Clay's about to, you know what, backstage. Oh, he needed the money. It's 623, Rock 102. My name- 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's back from vacation and he's ready to rock and roll. Oh, fantastic. How about that? There huh? you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, real quick before you get into the, uh, the joke, uh, check out uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. It's a really cool interview with a guy named Jim Scafish who I've talked to before. Jim Skayfish had a band back in the uh, the late 70s and early 80s called Skayfish. And in 1983, uh, yeah, 1983, he presented his second album to uh, IRS Records. They rejected eight of his 11 songs. It's taken him 40 years to regain the rights to his music and to release it after it went out of print 40 years ago. It's an incredible story about a guy who got a chance to finally get his music back out. It's 
fascinating. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on the Rock 102 website. Please check it out. All right. All right. Ready to laugh? Yeah. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. What's the best part about having a hooker die on you? I don't know, Steve. What's the best part about having a hooker die on you? The second hour is free. <laughs> That's sick. I don't really understand that at all. I, I get it. I'll explain it to you okay, later. Okay. Right. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A Wolverham police officer continues to recover after being seriously injured in a shooting on Saturday night, while the man who allegedly shot him is also being treated for gunshot wounds. The suspect, 53-year-old Michael Ortega, was taken into custody after a four-hour standoff. He's in stable condition and under police guard at a local hospital. He's been booked on charges of assault with intent to murder and assault with a dangerous weapon. Uh, police initially responded to 11 Old Carriage Drive at about 8.20 p.m. to a complaint of a male resident threatening others in the house. Three officers arrived at the home and exchanged gunfire with the suspect who fired from inside, then barricaded himself in the home for nearly four hours. One of the officers, who was 29, was struck by gunfire, was brought to a hospital with serious injuries and is currently in stable condition. Officials did not release the officer's name. After Ortega opened fire on them, the officers immediately assisted their co-worker to safety, took cover, and called for assistance. Ludlow Police Chief Daniel Velada said his canine officer was the first one or, or was one of the first to respond to the neighboring community. The uh, officer carries an emergency trauma dressing with him, so he helped tend to the Wilbraham officer who had a wound on their, on their midsection. Three other Ludlow officers arrived right after, and all four grabbed shotguns that are locked in each cruiser, then secured uh, the perimeter for the three <laughs> Wilbraham officers. Two Mass State Police troopers joined them shortly afterwards. This was uh, quite the scene. I was, yeah, I was following it uh, the other day because all of a sudden these notifications start popping up on my phone and you know, you know, everyone in Wilbraham is, is all fixated on this stuff and yeah. you know, there's two things that that kind of that I feel you know, need to be said one I uh, you know I our condolences and and sympathies not only to uh, you know the officer and his family hopefully he makes a, a full recovery but the uh, the child and the mother that were in this house yeah I think you know we can all agree I hope they're safe and doing well too because yeah, they this, are victims of this guy's actions absolutely course. and the way that the the police finally arrested him was really interesting uh they took a battering ram to a window flew a drone inside the house to get the layout of the house once they figured out where this guy was then they went in I, I mean it's it I mean it was it's this was a big operation. You know, amazing. That's uh, that's something else with the, this drone technology. Like, think about that. Like, before those things came along, you'd probably have to keep waiting and waiting, and then finally just you know take that tank and ram the door down. Mm. But uh, at least this way, you can find out where the guy is in the house. Yeah. By doing the drone, and it's not going to help you by swatting it out of the sky. That thing comes um, in your house if you're barricaded inside. Well, he was in a hallway. Yeah, and uh, you know he would he had been shot too, so I don't know how uh, you know if he was in any shape to be swatting down uh, you know drones. But right. well, nevertheless, man, what a what a horrible, frightening story. Yeah. I'm glad everyone appears to be in stable condition, and hopefully, we'll get to yeah you know, we'll get the justice that uh, that family deserves. Absolutely. 
let's see. Six people were arrested in connection with a drug trafficking ring in western Massachusetts. According to the Northwestern DA's office, an investigation by the Anti-Crime Task Force began in September 2023 into a drug trafficking operation between Springfield and the North Quabbin region. On Tuesday, 24-year-old Josiah Cheesebro of Springfield was arrested for an act. Remember that guy we were talking about last yeah. week? For an act of felony warrant in a home on Seymour Avenue in Springfield. Police seized a loaded AR-style pistol and ammunition. Cheeseboro pleaded not guilty on Thursday in Franklin Superior Court to trafficking a Class B substance, uh, trafficking Class A substance, and two counts of conspiracy to violate the Controlled Substance Act. He's being held on $100,000 cash bail. In addition, the following co-defendants are uh, expected to be arraigned in the coming weeks following the four-month investigation into trafficking large amounts of heroin and uh, fentanyl and cocaine for street-level sales. That's uh, Romeo Frazier, Damian Scott. Wait, the guy on the radio? That's a Damon. Oh, oh, oh. Not Damon. (laughs) Totally different guy. I was going to say, is Mark the Shark with him, too? No. Dyshante Jennings. Michael Nelson and a juvenile from Springfield. The North Quabbin region consists of towns in Franklin and Worcester counties, Athol, Irving, New Salem, Orange, Petersham, Phillipston, Royalston, Warwick, and Wendell. Very English-sounding names. Mm. All the big cities. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't pull that kind of behavior in those prestigious places. Not if you know it's good for you. Uh, Longmeadow had a fire uh, Saturday night. Multiple fire departments were sent to Longmeadow uh, Street. Uh, for a house fire. According to the fire department, a passerby called 911 after they noticed smoke coming from a large home on Longmeadow Street around 10, 12 p.m. When crews arrived, firefighters noticed a fire on three floors of the large home. No one was home at the time of the fire as the resident was away. The department had uh, declared this to be a third alarm fire and received aid from Aguam, East Longmeadow, and North Thompsonville. When uh, crews entered the home, they heard an explosion in the basement, which was believed to be the boiler. That amplified the fire. The explosion blew the doors off the bulkhead access in the basement. Wow. Holy crap. That's a that's a big one. That's, that is. Two firefighters were near the doors but were luckily not injured. The cold temperatures made putting out the fire more challenging as hose lines and air packs were freezing and the entire area was covered in ice. The Longmeadow DPW sanded and salted the area as well as blocked off the roads. Firefighters were still at the house around 4 a.m. on Sunday, putting out some parts of the house that were still on fire and uh, continued those efforts into Sunday morning. The initial cause is under investigation, but not considered suspicious at this point. The investigators and state troopers assigned to the state fire marshal's office uh, will be investigating the Mm. cause. Damn, blowing the doors off the bulkhead? Wow, that's crazy. That's a that's a pretty uh, powerful shooting, or a uh, bl- shooting fire. Black fire. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm mixing my news stories up here. Police in Springfield are uh, looking for the public's help in identifying a man. According to the Springfield Police, the the man was found at the Burger King on Union Street without identification. Officials said he has been taken to Bay State Medical Center. If are they you know he's like, are they carting people at the Burger King? Like they won't give you like a BK broiler yeah, you if you know, don't produce identification? Uh, it sounds like it might be a mental health issue, and oh. they're just trying to find out where he belongs because he doesn't have any identification on him. Gotcha. So that's probably what's going on. I just on want to make here. sure that Burger King hasn't changed their policies. But you can see the picture of the man on the uh, Western Mass News uh, website and the their Facebook page as well. Uh, emergency crews in Springfield responded to a car fire on Saturday morning. According to the department, around 9.30 a.m., Firefighters were deployed to the scene of Central Street for reports of a blazed car. 
on Central Street. Of reports of a blazed car? A car on fire? Yeah. What? What is? Why or a car you... set ablaze? I guess so. Uh, officials, uh, can, I don't, I thought I knew English pretty good. <laughs> you know English well. I, is that, whatever. Just because you went to Marquette doesn't mean you know how to do all that. There's a lot of idiots went to that school. Uh, The Springfield Arson and Bomb Squad declared the cause of the fire to be an electrical malfunction. A lot of car fires, though, lately in Springfield. Yeah. Did you see the the car up on blocks in in Springfield? There were two cars. Two? Yeah. I I only saw one. I think there were two cars. It was like a little gallery, like two different places. Oh. Where cars have had all their tires stripped down to the rims. Yeah. Hey, that's, uh, well, if you want to get those rims off. I know. Hey, listen, uh, replacing tires is not cheap. I didn't realize how, because I always wonder how these car thieves did that. And all it is is letting the air out of the tire. You put the you put a block underneath, like, the points of the car, mm-hmm. the frame, uh, like next to the tire, and right. then you just let the air out, and then the car rests on the blocks, and then, boom, you got your, uh, I guess you bring your lug nut thing with you, yeah. and you take the rims off. See, I'm learning something every day. I thought yeah. what was happening is you had like uh, these NASCAR pit crews going in there with little, those those little, those guns that take the rivets off, yeah. take the, uh, the lug nuts off, yeah. zing, 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 and then all of a sudden, you got a tire in your hand, and you're popping that back into a truck. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. I thought that was like the Richard Petty school of uh, driving that they went to. Richard Petty, you're you're hung up on a, a, a race car driver from the '60s, man. All right, the Dale Earnhardt, junior or senior? Senior. Whew. You're stuck on a driver from the early <laughs> 2000s, man. Which is 24 years ago. So there you go. Wow. Oh, look at that. It, wasn't it? Uh, it was like 2000 or 2001 that he died. I don't know. I'll have to check my. Uh, I'll have to look at the date I put on my Dale Earnhardt uh, tattoo in the small of my back. I remember that was a sad day for the racing world um, when that happened. I was at a friend's house and they yeah. were really into the racing, and I remember it just being a very somber meal. Because they had realized that Dale Earnhardt had right. uh, succumbed to his injuries. Now, how soon after did you learn about uh, that tragedy? Were you cracking jokes about it? I really wanted to that uh, five minutes after it happened, but uh, five minutes. Due to the man, you co- took your time. Due to the company I was in, I respect these people very uh, much, yeah. so I wasn't gonna uh, get myself kicked out of my friend's parents' house. Yeah. Uh, to to do that, but uh, I man. used to try to you know come up with a joke with these within ninety seconds. All right, and as I, it turns out, that was not good for timing. Yeah, that's probably not the best. Like when the space do. shuttle blew up, I was right. on it right away. Yeah, were you right away? I don't even remember the joke I told, but it was uh, I thought it was hilarious. You know, we're getting to the anniversary of that now. I it's, know uh, the twenty eighth, I believe, is the. Uh, yep, you you remember that. I do. I remember. I remember being so upset. I was in uh, first grade, and I remember wanting to come home and. Wa- I know, isn't that horrible? I was in first grade. <laughs> you were first. Oh, I was nineteen eighty six. I was born I was, in nineteen seventy eight. It was yeah. my sophomore year in college. Yeah, I was in first grade, and uh, <laughs> I remember. Uh, I didn't hear about it at school. Yeah. But when I got home, all I wanted to do was turn on the TV and watch He-Man, because that was my jam. Right. And uh, 
He-Man wasn't on. It was a scary Tom Brokaw uh, watching this shuttle blow up over and over and over again and mm-hmm. telling me everybody was dead on there. That's a pretty traumatic thing for a kid to be watching. Yeah. When they come I was home, you know, by myself after school most of the time. But see, I walked into a dorm and uh, there's probably like 75 kids around a TV. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I don't know, like uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I had already had a few. Uh, during lunch so i you know, i was already you know raring to go half in the bag ready to rock and roll uh, i was i was i wouldn't say halfway there i was probably maybe like one eighth there <laughs> yeah. on my way to getting o- oil, there oiled up oh yeah no will. i was definitely lubed up but yeah. i was like uh it, i think it took me all like uh, 35 seconds to come up with the first joke yeah i told it quietly one guy laughed one girl said I can't even repeat what she said, but it was it was far more offensive than the joke I told. Really? Oh yeah. Did everybody then crap on her for making no, the joke? No, no, no. The focus was on me. Yeah. <laughs> but I was more offended by what she said than what came out of my mouth. No. Oh, I still my favorite joke out of that whole era, right? Yeah. And and you're really only gonna get this if you knew the political climate at the time, right? Yeah. What's what do Christy McAuliffe and Donna Rice have in common? I'll let you have this one, Steve. Yeah. What does uh, Christy McAuliffe and Donna Rice both have in common? They both went down, down on the, the Challenger. Challenger. Yes. Right. That's one of my favorite ones. That's but, but what I'm talking it's about. It's an outdated joke because a lot of people don't realize who Donna Rice was. Yeah, Look it up. She's on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A radio station in southeastern Oklahoma is off the air after the owners say thieves cut down a broadcast tower. A whole broadcast tower. (laughs) They were after the copper in the cables. Never underestimate the power of a person on a heroin addiction. My God. I don't even... I don't think there's copper in there, is there? In the cables there are that lead up to the tower, but the tower is made out of steel, I thought. Isn't that steel? (laughs) Yes. Uh, but get this. They cut up about 80 to 100 feet of copper and hauled it off, but that's only worth about 100 bucks. However, the damage they caused to the broadcast tower is around a half a million dollars. Mm. This happened last week. The station unexpectedly went off the air on Monday, but they initially thought it was because of the weather. But when they saw that the tower, when they saw the tower, they realized there was some foul play involved. The suspects got away for now, but uh, authorities are working with local scrap yards to try to track them down. Well, good luck with that because I went to a bunch of scrap yards and it's kind of like one of them uh, yeah, to, to find this thing that was taken off my lawn because it was clearly for the metal. It wasn't a thing. Right. And I, you get no help from anybody at a scrap yard. None. <sighs> Don't you people get any ideas. Okay, can I just say that? Mm. Don't get any ideas. I heard a story about a job uh, that the, some guy took a bunch of like um, – Manhole, brand new manhole covers yeah. from a job from a city job, and then when they brought the uh, the guy brought the manhole covers to a scrapyard, and the guy gave him the money for it. It's like does the does the scrapyard owner go, hmm, those ones that say uh, Springfield DPW on them, <laughs> they look brand new. They must be those old ones. Uh, let's yeah, go ahead. Here's uh, fifty bucks for them. Like in any industry, I'm sure there are legitimate. Uh, scrap yards, yeah. and there are illegitimate scrap yards. I guess so. You're hey, by the way, uh, allegedly there's an accident in Enfield, the 991 southbound. Uh, traffic is uh, 
is at a standstill. Apparently, it's a pretty uh, significant accident, so you might want to avoid that if you can. 91 southbound. That's what this guy says. All right. All right. And this guy, I believe. Are you sure you do that? Because sometimes we... Remember last week, there was a... Our, an accident on th- like right before the 391 interchange, and then they're like, oh, yeah, and then the ba- it's all backed up at the uh, exit 17 in Holyoke, and right. then it turns out there was nothing up there. Well, if it, if it's wrong, if it's inaccurate, then blame yeah. this guy Bill, not I will me. Blame, I will blame Bill. All right. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 35. Tomorrow, could see some snow showers with a high of 38. It's 7 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102 in Oct. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 in the Almond Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, snow showers with a high of 38. It is 7 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to hit the slopes this winter. For those of you uh, who like uh, skiing, this has been a good year so far. Lots of snow. Uh, and you can sign up at rock102.com for your chance to win a pair of lift tickets to an area ski mountain like Berkshire East, Wachusett, Bolton Valley, or Saskadena 6. We'll choose one winner per week. Uh, our second winner, Jeremy James of Ludlow, uh, won uh, last time around. Do your chance to hit the slopes. Brought to you by Aquapump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh-huh. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us in a few minutes. we got Andrew Dice Clay tickets in a little while. Also next hour, uh, code word Alexa. We'll give you the code word for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. Epo Pop? Echo. Oh. Not Epo. Not Epo? No. No. You ever play that game, Hungry, Hungry Epo? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, yes, I did. Uh, did you see this thing that came out on uh, Mass Live over the weekend? Uh, about what? About uh, the best restaurants in the area. Apparently, uh, according to Yelp, there are seventeen. They they listed the seventeen best restaurants in Springfield. Uh, no, I haven't seen that, but uh, let's take a look. This uh, this came out uh, what on Friday, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, you know, not for nothing. I'm not uh, you you're besmirching any of the the restaurants that were on this list, but there's a few that I thought were well, really? That's that's our best, and there were a few that I think were omitted. The best one is Liberty Mediterranean Giant Grinders on Liberty Street. What? I can't say I've ever been there. They got the highest Yelp rating, a 5.05. Huh. Oh, I'd have to uh I'd have to go uh check it out and yep. get one. Uh, Nosh, Ca- uh, Nosh Restaurant and Cafe on Main Street. Okay. Number two. Number three was Joy Bowl on uh, Breckwood Boulevard. Okay. Really? I'm mean, not there's anything wrong with the Joy Bowl, but that's number three. Well, that's a chain, isn't it? It's a yeah. It's a small. It's a small chain, but yeah. uh, but uh, that's our number three. Uh, Granny's Baking Table on Bridge Street. That looks pretty good. I haven't been in there, but that looks pre- looks uh, pretty sweet. Uh, Super Sweet Sandwich Shop on Belmont Avenue. Palazzo's Cafe on Main Street, number six. Number seven, Frigo's, uh, the one downtown. City Jake's Cafe, on also on Main Street. Yeah. The Cornerstone Cafe on Main Street. And Salerno's Pizza on Liberty Street. That's the top ten. Okay. Um, you know, I recently heard, I won't say who from, a very reputable restaurant owner, right? Yeah. That the, the Yelp thing is not always the best way to measure something because these uh this guy was getting good yelp reviews yeah 
But then when going to check them on the website, they were being hidden. And it turns out that until you cough up the money to Yelp, then and only then will your five-star ratings be highlighted. Yeah. So if you have a bunch of people who are paying for Yelp and then the really good restaurants don't even need to use Yelp, then this is the kind of thing that you get. And yeah. not saying that any of these restaurants are not good enough to be on a on a on a rated best of uh, restaurant list. I'm just saying that's how that works. It's almost like a stronghold by Yelp. Yeah, because Yelp is the white trash soundboard. <laughs> that Yelp well, is for people who can't physically complain to the actual business of some unsatisfying experience that they had there. Right. So they don't even talk to anybody at the restaurant. They just walk out and they run right to their phones and they're, oh, I'm going to stick it to these people and then write a horrible Yelp review. And then all of a sudden, that's the thing that's... You know, the funny part about it is is uh, I've used Yelp. I've used Yelp to decide you know where I want to go. Like if I'm out of town yeah. somewhere and you know maybe I'll look at the Yelp, maybe a couple other uh, place, places online. But I've never left a review. No. For anybody. Never left a review. I think, no, I take that back. I did that once, but it was like for a place in Rhode Island that had terrible service. But yeah. that was the only time I ever left one because I was indignant and pissed. Yeah, well, you know? the, the only Yelp review I left was for that, remember that Cape Cotter hotel I took the kids to and then the chlorine, there was so much chlorine, it was making the kids throw up. And yeah. then even after I complained about that, nobody seemed to really care, so I wrote this kind of lengthy uh, review about right. uh, the only thing the other the only other tragedy to come out of the uh, of of Hyannis was the Kennedy family. <laughs> so but 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 it's stuff like that yeah. that if you're not unless you're a subscriber to Yelp, if you if you're a business owner and unless you're paying them for advertising then they manipulate the algorithm any list that's going to list the top restaurants in Springfield that don't include like uh, Red Rose and Nadim's has yeah. already invalidated itself. Well, and, and Frigo should be higher up on the list too. Uh, the downtown one, I think they maybe they do it over here, but the one downtown uh, in the spring usually they have like fresh prime rib sandwiches. Oh yeah, like you walk in and the guy's right there, like slicing the right front, up, slicing yeah. it right in front of you. That that's like oh, that's really man, good. That's really good stuff, but. I don't know. This, uh, don't know. this whole thing uh, is a little fishy to me. It's real fishy. It's uh, 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Your echo is... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Okay, folks. Let's get it all out of the table. Yes, I am aware the Green Bay Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday. And yes, I am aware that a few mistakes were made in the fourth quarter that might have completely changed the outcome of the game. And yes, I am also aware that by losing to the 49ers, the 49ers advanced into the NFC Championship game, whereas the Packers, who I love, did not. I am fully aware of these things. And while I appreciate those of you who performed a wellness check on me this weekend, it was unnecessary. And here's why. You may recall that an open line Friday, I was asked by an ill-tempered listener what I was going to do when the 49ers beat the Packers on Saturday. And my answer went something like this. Nothing. Because I will instead be celebrating a great season, which is exactly what I did. I mean, it's 
not like a first-year quarterback, took the youngest team in the NFL uh, NFL playoffs and became the first seven-seeded team to win the postseason game. It's not like they beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas last week and nearly beat the top-seeded team in the NFC despite being nine-and-a-half-point underdogs and only losing the game by three. No, sir. I'm going to be just fine. And so are the Packers for many years to come because even by losing, they won. So who am I rooting for now? Well, folks, I cannot lie because of the four teams left, the 49ers, Raiders, Chiefs, and Lions, the only team that matters to me now are the Detroit Lions, a team that has not played in a conference championship game in 33 years, a team that has never been to a Super Bowl and has never seen a championship of any kind in exactly 67 years. Are they as good as everybody else? Sure. But frankly, the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Chiefs have already won their share of Lombardi trophies. The Lions, they wouldn't know a Lombardi trophy if you beat them in the face with one. And yet, that's the team I want to see win. Because in the next couple of years, Green Bay is going to own that division, and the Lions will never get this sort of chance again. And until that happens, go Lions! But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, the road to Clutterville, to Tidy Town, begins at Rocky's. The big five-shelf heavy-duty shelving unit, 60 bucks. The heavy-duty storage totes, 9 bucks. And the really big ones, only 13 Get out of Clutterville and get to your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-11 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It uh, is going to be mostly cloudy for today with a high of 35. It's 7 right now in downtown Springfield. What a singular delight to welcome back Scott Cohen into the studio. Buddy, it, it's been so long I, I wasn't sure my key was going to work in the door <laughs> any, anymore. Well, it's, it's been a, like over a month. I know. Well, as long as you keep selling. Uh, that yeah. key will still be operational. It's all that matters, man. Thank yeah. you. The moment you hit below yeah. uh, below projections, you can forget it. And just like Randy Newman said, it's money that matters. So uh, there's loads and loads yeah. of football. You tell to, me where you want to, to start. Talk about let's 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 talk a, a little bit about uh, about the playoffs. So uh, you got. I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt because this traffic situation down in 91 South is getting worse by the minute. Down at 91 South uh, near the infield exit. I'm not sure what number that is, but mm-hmm. uh, that is backing up now uh, over a couple of miles. So somebody going that way. The same guy that told that the same don't guy that, that told me about it said the accident has now been cleared, but there's still a backup. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Anyhow, sorry. Football. That's okay. No, that's more important. No, no, no. I I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> you're down to to uh, to four. Final teams. four. Final four. A great bunch of games i think so one of the, the best great weekend <laughs> great weekend there wasn't for a dog a dog in the bunch they were all great games um green bay lost obviously uh and uh i heard from a lot of people saying what do you think about that uh that's the team of the future oh boy here we and, go and uh that's why i am rooting heavily i am all in 100 percent in on the detroit lions they haven't won a championship of any kind in 67 years yep haven't seen an NFC, uh, an NFC championship in 33 years. Green Bay is going to own that division for the next 10 years. So, so if this, is, this is their last, their only opportunity to do this. So you got to strike while the iron is hot. I'm telling you, that is that is a team of destiny. The Detroit Lions. Bank on it. They're the ones. I tell you what. They they are the sentimental favorites. There's no doubt about that. I'm like I'm all in on Detroit as well. You know, for men for men of a certain age, 
Um, you know, you talk about it. It's been that long. You know, when we were kids, you know, the Lions were, they were like, okay, but they just never, ever, ever able to get over the hump. Had great players up and down, mm-hmm. uh, up and down their roster. Couldn't do anything about it. Here they are, former player with their head coach who played on 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 this team. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on Detroit too. But there's, buddy, there's a long way between here and there. I got something I want to. You talk got about. something? Oh yeah! Oh, I you're going to participate? Oh boy! Well, I uh, I was I was telling Max this morning. I uh, was like up at two o'clock in the, in the morning just for some odd reason. I think I went to bed too early. Maybe that's what it was. But I was up and uh, I start going down this rabbit hole on TikTok. And you know anything that's on TikTok is true. Of course it's true. Uh, but this whole idea that the NFL is scripted, and I'm sure you've heard about this uh, sure throughout have. the years. Yep. And uh, what's your take on that? It's it, it's just it's just not fathomable, Steve. It, is it not fathomable? Because the more I read about this, the more it kind of makes sense that like the WWE, for example. Like, do you uh, you find that to be a legitimate sport? Um, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Do you realize that the the NFL is under the same rules and can't be sued for antitrust laws, just yeah, oh, like yeah. the WWE yeah, co- yes. can't? Oh yeah. So what's stopping somebody from determining the outcome of what a game would be? Is same much like uh, you know when Vince McMahon uh, tore both quads uh, <laughs> right. on, on, in the ring? Right. What what is the uh, what's the? I don't I don't <laughs> think I mean everybody is is making their money. I don't think the NFL really and listen, uh, the subject you're bringing up is legitimate. And you're right. It's you don't have to go on TikTok to to have people talk. No, this about is it. all over the internet. It's it's, yeah. a, it, it's everywhere, and uh-huh. it's 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 mentioned in legitimate uh, places. There's so much money involved. Everybody everybody's making money, no matter who wins or loses. It it they I don't think they care if it's New England or whether it's Dallas or San Francisco or Detroit. They're making money regardless. Yeah. I don't think they care. And then, so you know, one of the one of the things that they were pointing out was like back in two thousand one, who was the first team to win the Super Bowl right after nine eleven? Who was it? Uh, go ahead, New England me. Patriots. All right, right. The Patriots win, well, you know, and then all of a sudden the Patriot Act becomes a thing in oh Congress. My God. Oh, and boy. Then, yeah, and then, well, uh, yeah. Well, let me try to peel what? off that uh, tinfoil hat uh, for our No, thing. no, no. no. I, I want to go to this because tin I'm. Tinfoil hat was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. The reason why I don't believe this conspiracy yeah. is there are far too many people involved and far too many people from the past that would have to have been involved in the same kind of conspiracy. The fact that no one has ever said anything from the NFL, no player, no coach, they no executive. Have. See, that's the other thing. Roger Goodell makes jokes about it all the time because he's saying a joke to blow this thing off like it doesn't really happen. I'm telling you, man, it makes you two rubes talking about all this sports stuff meaningless. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you would ever get the truth is if Cat Williams had been a former NFL player. Then maybe you would have gotten the truth. I'd like to hear from the uh, listeners by writing in. You can email Steve at Rock102. Mm-hmm. Let me know your take on the, uh, on the I whole think. Thing. Hey, listen, I think what yeah. b- what brings the fans in is, is uh, actually, in some ways, more often than not, the referees seem to 
um, to throw themselves in the middle of situations that they really don't need to do that. And a lot of that, I mean, it's just the human element, man. These guys are human beings. They make mistakes. But I that the whole thing about about they say the same thing about the NBA. It's fixed. It's not fixed. It's not. But how many times have you heard over the years of point shaving, uh, you know, uh, scandals sure. and things like that? Sure. Only because they got caught doing it. Right. So what but, about all the ones that happen that people don't get caught doing? Well, I mean, point. I mean, point shaving. Point shaving is different. Your point shaving does not happen at the top, mm-hmm. and the stuff that you're talking about would have to be deemed and executed at the top of the league. That's not ha- it's just not happening. Yeah. It's not. Have you ever looked at the back of a dollar bill and wondered why there's all those symbols on there? <laughs> What's going on with that? I'm sure the Illuminati's got well, their hands in everything. everything. All right, so right. I'm going to make a prediction and we'll see if it comes true okay. because of all the evidence that I've seen, I predict that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay, and why and is there Yeah, because of the logo colors. They showed all these logos and every logo that the NFL comes out with every year the te- the the bottom color of the logo is the team that has historically won on the Super Bowl on logo? the Super Bowl logo oh yeah, I'm gonna uh, have, okay yeah I'm gonna we're gonna to see that. we're gonna have to go back and examine that Steve yeah, yeah. and it's uh, so and the so it's Steve gonna be Arino. between the uh, the Kansas City Chief and the and the Ravens all right well I'll, well I'll be here next Monday all right we'll see we'll see if you're right it, but uh, it any, could, anyway it couldn't be off the uh, yeah. be off the off the space shuttle and back down to Earth all right let me so, ask uh, where were we well we're gonna go back to another <laughs> football thing here you know. It, about a week ago, everyone was saying Bill Belichick was going to Atlanta. Yep, and that uh, that he was the odds-on favorite to take that job. But they've continued to interview people. Yes, Jim, they Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, like six other guys. Yep. I mean, they, they're they just keep interviewing people. Yep. And I was wondering if you have the opportunity to sign the greatest, allegedly the greatest, you know, football mind in the last a hundred years. Well, why wouldn't you do it? And then I've learned something that I thought was very interesting. And I and uh, here's the thing. Bill Belichick has had a long-standing feud with the NFL competition committee. Everything from Spygate to Deflategate of to course. all those things, including yep. Spygate which he was fined a half million dollars for. The head of the competition committee was Rich McKay, who is the CEO of the Atlanta Falcons. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they haven't pulled the trigger on, on Bill Belichick. That there may be some uh, level of, of a feud or or disagreement oh, or I'm, lack of and trust. I'm nuts. Yeah, I okay. know, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah making a conspiracy. You're right. Right. You, you, that, you're I, crystallizing your thoughts eloquently. Okay, but uh, have you ever been fined a half million dollars or something? You did a work that you was stupid. Really think that he paid a half a million dollars as a fine? Of course you, he did. No, he didn't. That's all a that's all a ruse. That's all a just a made up thing. Well, let's really. say he paid five hundred bucks. That's a lot of money for some people. I don't think I don't think everybody is looking at Bill Belichick the way you just <clears throat> you just described. Uh, he's man, a guy been around forever. Has won everything he needs to win. One of the big criticisms about him was is that he's not relating to to today's younger players. Yeah. That whole heavy handed thing. I mean, that's like you know out with the trash on Wednesdays. 
I there someone is going to pick him up. There's there's five teams. There's Atlanta. There's five other teams looking for uh, head coaches. And guys, I got to tell you something. What happened with uh, Buffalo last night? There's a maybe another team looking for a head coach, and wouldn't that be something for yeah. Belichick to end up in Buffalo? And there's but, another example I of of, I, of how <laughs> Buffalo. What did they just decide not to show up at their own home uh, over the you weekend? You know, I got to tell you something. I knew that I was coming in here for the first time in over a month, <laughs> yeah. and and my I'm this my hand to God on this story. Yeah, I stayed home Saturday night. I watched the football. I made myself dinner, and I was thinking about coming in here on Monday. And I said to myself, you know, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull Steve aside. And I'm just going to have the kind of talk with him that I usually have with some of the news anchors that I've worked with over the years who know nothing about sports and they really don't have any interest. And I say, just look at the front page of of the sports page every morning and read the first paragraph of every story and you'll really, nine times out of ten, you'll know everything that you need to know. And I said that because I wanted to get you... That's your secret? I wanted to to get you more involved. And so I walk in here this morning... (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm involved. And this happens. And it took five minutes for me to regret... The conversation you I was having with myself on Saturday. You don't think the NFL's jumping all over this uh, Taylor Swift thing in order? They say that they've had like a sixty percent increase course. in oh, yeah. female viewers from of eighteen course. to sixty-four years old. My kid, hey, can we watch that Kansas City game? And I'm Absol- like, since when are you into football? Absol- I'm not. Taylor Swift's going to be Swift's at the game. Yeah, but, but you're, but you're the- arguing two different things, though. I mean, that, that's that's. It's one thing to take that's, advantage that's of, what of a, I was of a talking promotional about. opportunity. All yeah. they're concerned about with money. They don't care whether it's Taylor Swift or... or but or this is why it's crusty, fixed. Crusty <laughs> this is why it's fixed. You know, all these people went nuts. He does this heart hand thing that, uh, you know, I love you Taylor thing after he scores the touchdown. Right. And everybody's going nuts. They're like, going yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's all fixed. It's, oh, it's all fixed. It's, no, it's a t- totally unrelated you don't thing. Think, you don't think Las Vegas has has uh, any kind of control or say? They'd be out of business. They, what, the, the, what gam- you, the gambling uh, industry would be out of business. This La- is why it's all... Uh, Las Vegas knows, knows exactly what's going to happen in NFL games. All you have to do is look at the, the spreads every weekend. Vegas is and never at a loss. They're never at a loss. They're never at a loss. Right, because pe- it's all fixed. It's not. No, yes, it's not it all is. fixed. Cause pe- cause it's all scripted. All right, last thing, uh, <laughs> and we don't have a whole lot of time on this. Uh, last Late last week, uh, Sports Illustrated had yeah. massive layoffs, and it looks like they're being gonna absorbed. Fold. And they're going to fold. You know, I, I mean, I remember getting my, uh, my chin-activated football phone with my subscription, and I'm going to miss that swimsuit edition like every red-blooded American man. Buddy, but- growing up, for like so for men of a certain age, people of a certain age, you sat there and every Thursday you look forward to Sports Illustrated showing up yep. uh, in your mailbox. And you know, I I likened it to I mean, you know, this is this is pre internet, uh, pre ESPN, pre Sports Center. The only way that you really had any um, your your um, your your pipeline to national sports 
was Sports Illustrated. They, I mean, college football, hockey, this, that, the other thing. It was the a site, you know, if you grew up in New, New York, New Jersey, you got the Newark Star-Ledger and the Daily News, and all they concentrated on was your local yeah. teams. Sports Illustrated took the average fan across the country, and it was such a big part of, of our, our growing up. This was inevitable. I mean, publishing is hurting as it is. I mean, they're really, they've, they've really you know, completely evaporated. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. I can't remember the last time I actually bought an, an issue or sure. read an issue. I even been on their website in a long. I don't think I've. I don't think I've paid attention to Sports Illustrated you, you since haven't. Frank the Ford died. Yeah, and the, and and you know the reason for that, Baxi. I mean, there, now there's so many other places to get. You get your information where before it was your local new local news channel you saw a major league baseball game not games major league baseball game of the week this the sunday at one and four o'clock nfl and sports illustrated and now there's there's a thousand places to get that information uh next week we're going to talk about how nascar is all fake oh steve Get NASCAR's on fake too. Yeah, Na- I'm ha- on it right hash- now. Hashtag NASCAR. <laughs> I Let's am go, on it baby. right now. It's it's 7:25 on Rock 102. This just in. It's 7:28 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. We have uh, Andrew Dice Clay tickets to give away later on this hey, morning. Oh, oh, he needed my money. Hey. Little boy blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, he's going to be at the at Symphony Hall on March 16th. So those tickets uh, we'll give away a little bit later on today. Okay. Okay. That sounds fun. What else we got? Uh, we also have the code word Alexa. That's coming up later on this hour. We'll give you a brand new code word, and you'll want to enter it into rock102.com before noon, and it could be worth an Amazon Echo Pop. All right. I think I'm going to do that every time I say Echo Pop. Oh, that's usually when, uh, unlike my wife's credit cards, I'm carrying a very low rate of interest. There you go. See? We can do <laughs> See? that all day. Yeah, I can do that forever. So just say Echo and then just do that. An Amazon Echo. Yeah, oh, that was not very good. There we go. There Perfect. You go. Now yeah. wash your fingers. Yeah. I'm, well, you should have washed your fingers before you put them in your mouth. Actually, I was like thinking that. about that. that. I probably should have done. You shook Cohen's hand. <laughs> I shook nothing on him. Yeah. Well, now you're just going to be uh, swallowing greatness all afternoon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's a taste Ooh, of greatness. The, the aftertaste of success. Yeah, here you go. It's 729 Rock 102. Here's your 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thank you, Bax. Uh, I guess there's still an accident on it, or it's cleared up now, but traffic is now moving, which is good. That's, That's good. I-91 South uh, around the Enfield exit. I'm not sure exactly which one, but uh, there's. I think there's still a little bit of a slowdown there. Anyway, uh, Wilbraham police have identified the suspect who allegedly shot a police officer on Saturday night. The shooting took place at about 8.40 p.m. in Wilbraham, and we now know that the officer involved in the shooting is expected to be okay. Good. Uh, According to the Hamden DA's office, officers were called to a home on Old Carriage Drive in Wilbraham. When police got to the location, they began to exchange gunfire with a suspect inside the home who had barricaded themselves inside for several hours. An officer, a 29-year-old man, was struck by uh, gunfire during a standoff and taken to the hospital with serious injuries. The state police tactical operations team found the suspect with gunshot injuries. Troopers uh, found a handgun and ammunition next to the suspect. They did this by drone. This is the uh, tw- it's this was li- it was in Mass Live. The details of how they did this. They put a drone through the house from the state police. Yeah, they broke through like a and saw him injured through like a plate glass window. Then, yeah, then they got the. 
you know, the layout of the house and where this guy was, and then they went in. Uh, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, I mean, not not cool situation. I'm not talking about that, but like that's pretty cool that they can do that with yeah. a drone to to go in and uh, check out the scene before anybody else gets hurt you know well yeah i mean because I mean, at least they know where the guy was you know right. he was in a hallway you know he had been shot so he's not really moving around very much and they were they knew exactly where to where to find him right so it, it probably saved uh, time and some potentially lives trying to to get this guy either way it, it is a horrible horrible story yeah and not just uh you know the police officer that was uh that was involved and and, and injured but you also, uh, you know, you wish the best for the uh, the, the victims, the, the, victims, yeah. the child and, and and their mother who uh, were able to escape from the house. They they, yeah. they exited from a window, jumped on, I think, a, uh, like a garage roof and then were uh, were rescued from there. Right. But what a horrible, horrible story. Uh, the suspect was also brought to a hospital under police guard before the suspect was arrested. Two other people who were inside the home were rescued. The suspect has been identified as 53-year-old Michael Ortega. Ortega is being charged with assault with intent to murder and assault with a dangerous weapon. The state police uh, tactical operations team, the crisis negotiation unit, the drone unit, the canine unit, the bomb squad, and uh, with robotic platforms and troopers from the Springfield barracks assisted Wilbraham police. The incident is being investigated by the Wilbraham police, Mass State Police, and the Hamden County DA's office. So uh, all hands on deck in that, that situation there. Um... Where was I? Uh, I'm looking for this. Oh, yeah. People in Enfield have conflicting opinions on a townwide resolution that says only government flags can be flown on town property. The measure upset some people in the LGBTQIA plus community. The uh, new policy does not specifically ban the pride flag. However, a rally against the resolution is planned for tonight. Many people in that community say they believe that the town gave a clear message that their community is not welcome. Uh, the town of Enfield, uh, point, they point out in the story that the town of Enfield has a Republican majority. Several town council members and the display of the pride flag at an entryway of town hall last June caused leadership to make a swift change in that flag policy. Now the new resolution states that uh, only the flags of the United States, the state of Connecticut, and U.S. military services can be displayed on town-owned property. That includes buildings, flagpoles, and town-owned cars. Enfield Mayor Ken Nelson said that groups renting the town green or any town facility may display their flags, but not on buildings and flagpoles. The uh, rally was slated to start at 5 p.m. outside of uh, Town Hall. Advocates say they want to celebrate the diverse community. However, the town has not given any indication it will waver on the new resolution. Uh, I'm one of these people that believes that just to not cause any problems, it should only be the U.S. flag in the state of Connecticut, and if you're going to honor uh, mm-hmm. military people, then uh, then that goes with that. Um, I don't really... I guess my feeling is, who's it hurting? Well... Who's it, it hurting to have it there? Obviously, there's people who get really upset that it's out there. I understand that. But I'm more of the, uh, you know what, let's just uh, stick with uh, the governmental stuff and uh, we'll go from there. I understand that. I kind of, I, I can see it both ways but you know ultimately who's being victimized by its inclusion on uh, on town property well there's people who are victimized by any number of things that get offended by or whatever sure but this is what i'm really tired of in this country it's like you know we fight about over crap like this Mm -hmm. it's just a flag 
I know it represents a lot of things for a lot of people, but you know what? Like, this is not the... we're, we're fighting over stupid things like this. We're, that doesn't. You're right. It doesn't really have it, it, an effect on anybody other than, oh my God, there's a rainbow flag hanging from the town hall. Well, you know, I, you it know, goes. I go back but, to like when, um, when same-sex marriage was approved in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are people all over the country saying, oh my God, this is the, like the, the worst thing in, in the world. You know, the only bad thing to come out of gay marriage was the fact I had to buy extra gifts for weddings. Yeah, and, and to, frankly, you know, hey, I'm, I was, I, it was bad enough going to, to to heterosexual weddings and knowing I was going to have to pay at least what I was uh, what the food cost was per plate if I wanted to show any you know class or dignity. Now I got twice as many weddings to go yeah. to. If I cry out loud, I'm getting nickel and dimed to death. And you know what? I capitalized on that by uh, by DJing some gay weddings. I don't discriminate on the people who give me money. Nope, money is money. Money is green. money. It depend, doesn't matter who giving it to me or not. Doesn't matter. Green is green. Uh, but you know, th- I'm just like, there's so much more to be worried about. Well, I think, you know, um, what I, I mean, I like, think you're absolutely right. Yeah. The, the housing costs are through the roof. People can't afford to buy groceries week after week, but God forbid you put a rainbow flag on a town hall, you sons of bitches. If a steak is going to cost me almost $20 per pound, you know what? That's almost more important to me than whether a flag is outside or not. Yeah, it's I, not I, bothering me, I but the cost ca- of beef is really a problem. I, Again, I'm more of the let's just keep it to the basics here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because it is a governmental building, it's much like, you know, when uh, they what was it? It was uh, I think it was West Springfield. They, the the adopt a terrace program. Yeah. And then look, I think it was Lacory's had the they had the Virgin Mary statue out in the middle of the island. Do you remember this whole I do. thing? Yeah. You know, right. And people were really upset that. It was forced off the property. Like, that couldn't be a display because it's a government-owned piece of property, and here you are displaying a religious artifact uh, uh, on this thing. Right. Uh, I I can kind of see that, why you wouldn't want to have it there, because you're the separation of the church and state and all this other stuff. You're not, you, government shouldn't be promoting one thing over another. Right. And, and that was a little meticulous about the details of that because that was the man's personal beliefs. He adopted the terrace. He was keeping it clean. I didn't see anything offensive about it. Uh, to me, it was just a statue on, on the thing. But there's some people out there who uh, disagree with that. Right. And, and you know, I, I, I guess I'm taking the, the Constitution a little bit, maybe too literally, when I see that, uh, like, the uh, separation of church and state would be that the uh, the state should make no law preventing anyone from you know, worshiping in, in whatever way they choose. I, I guess I, I feel strongly about that. On the other hand, uh, not that anything wrong with Lacourie's is, de- is a delicious place, but any restaurant that's going to make me want to do the Hail Mary afterwards, yeah. I, I, you, you have to worry. Is this place safe to eat? Well, or do you thank God the food is so good over here? Uh, you know, you'll be thanking the right. Lord for, for all that stuff. Well, I could be doing that too. But, you know, we're coming up in an election year. It's It's... Things are out of control right now with prices and Mm -hmm. people not being able to afford. There's people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Some are living two paychecks to paycheck because they can't afford the, you know, the rising cost of groceries and housing and all this other stuff. Can you can we worry about that? Can we can somebody if I'll start being interested in politics again, if you get somebody who's actually got some sense to them and says, 
you know what, let's take care of these social problems before we carry about all this other stuff that you're just trying to troll each other over. Well, there you go with your Generation Xism again. You know, not uh, worrying about the uh, the emotions and uh, of uh, of your yeah. fellow man. I'm more concerned about uh, whether or not my neighbors can afford food or not, or whether or not they can afford heating oil and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, let's argue over flags and banning books in schools, because that's like seems to be the most important thing. It's uh, yeah. I, I, this is why I'm so disinterested in politics. It's just, it's just. It's just a bunch of people yelling at each other, and which one is going to troll the other group even more? It, it, politics has always had a level of nonsense. Now it's just gotten to the point where it's un, it's unlistenable nonsense. It, yeah, it, it, it's all noise. It's it's all noise. Well, it's to keep your mind off of the real things that are happening here, because nobody really has any good solutions to those. Right. And I've also said this before: people that go into politics. Are usually not the best and brightest among us. They're like the C level students. Yeah. You know, uh, the A level students are going into things like, you know, uh, industry, uh, you, you know, software engineering, you know, you, you know, maybe medical research. Those aren't the people that are going into politics. We're being, uh, we're voting for a very flimsy group of folks. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, with more of the Alex Jones show coming up after. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly cloudy with a high of 35. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 38. Maybe some snow showers involved, and in, uh, it is 7 degrees in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Status check. Looks like the- Rock 102, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749, and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, uh, snow showers possible with a high of 38. It's 7 right now in downtown Springfield. So there's a couple of things that uh, need to be uh, mentioned. Uh, first of all, it is uh, time for Code Word Alexa, your oh, yeah. chance to win a, an Amazon Echo Pop. Uh, all you got to do is uh, listen to me tell you what the code word is for the day, and when you hear it, you want to go to rock102.com before noon today. Enter that code word for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop courtesy of Yingling Flight. Today's code word, Steve, is the word skill. Skill. S-K-I-L-L. Skill. Ah. All right? All right. Okay. I like that. All right. The other thing is we were supposed to have lunch today. Yeah, I can't do that today. Ah. <sighs> Apparently, I was all geared up to eat some meat today, yeah, and now we was, have to reschedule. Well, I have something going on. <sighs> I can't do it. How got- dare your private life interrupt my ability to eat smoked meats? Um, listen, I'm I was I'm looking forward to it just as much as you are. We're uh-huh. spo- we were supposed to go over to Fletcher's today with yeah. Marty and uh, go enjoy a lunch uh, in which we would make a uh, a TikToks video. Um, about how the NFL is rigged, and uh, then we were going to talk about beef and and, yeah. and smoked brisket and yeah. things like that. We will have to do that another day. Well, I have just to. We'll, because we'll figure it out. We'll uh, we'll do it because I mean I want yeah. I want to go in there total Viking style. Yeah, I want to I want to wear the horns on my head. I want to and wear animal pelts and just yeah. rip right into it. Ah, you could do that. That's what I want to do. Well, what you can go without me. You don't need me to go. 
You you and Marty can go if you want. No, I, no, we don't want to exclude just, uh, you because then because then you'll you'll bitch and complain. Like, oh, I can't believe you went without me. Listen, I am not going to bitch and complain. If I, if you two guys really want to go today and I'm not available to do it, then by all means, please go over and and do that. We did the hot dog <clears> thing <throat> when you were on vacation. Yeah, right. So what's the di- what's the difference? I don't know. You could go over and get some barbecue. I I suppose, but I think it would be uh, you know better for all three of us if we yeah. went together. All right. Okay, so right. you know we'll figure out a day, and then that's uh, and that's fine. The other thing is, I also had a thing going on tonight too, so it's like yeah. I'm going to be overeating like two meals in a row. Yeah, see, and I was like, there was a part of me like, man, it's going to be a lot to carry uh, with me. So I going into you. my event tonight. So I saved you. I don't want to say you saved me, but it's just like I I was anticipating like a, a like a giant uh, amount of bloat. Is this a personal or a work thing? It's personal. Okay, well, I, well, yeah, I mean, what it is, but it, uh, it was going to be like a feasting of, of a meal. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, I told you about the uh, the Andy Yee ninety one supper club. Oh uh, yeah, you and your good time buddies. Me and my good time fort. buddies going to yeah. all going to get together tonight at no, not at the fort. It's a different restaurant tonight. No, but they're all from the fort, aren't they? Some uh, some are, but we go to a different restaurant every month. And, uh, and now we're, we're picking things back up again, and uh, we're going to a place that, which is typically closed on a Monday night, and Chili's? they're opening up. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going there tonight, and it's going to be a, a real hoot. Today is the, uh, the day that Applebee's pass goes on sale. No you kidding. You better get to Applebee's.com for 200 bucks. You can uh, you can get a $30 coupon every time you go to Applebee's for 52 consecutive visits. I got to spend 200 bucks though, right? At an Applebee's? Yeah. Plus you got to pay for tax and tip and all that oh. good stuff. But uh, 30 bucks, uh you could get a lot of cheeseburger egg rolls with that. <laughs> and some dollar Ritas. Well, it doesn't cover alcohol either. So well, you can't get the dollar. It's tempting, but uh you know, the idea of spending $200 on an Applebee's, uh, I got to like almost like a moral problem with that. Oh man, you would be like you'd be rolling in D's with a good ass job. Yeah. 100 100 well, how much? What did I say? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks at Applebee's. Yeah. Thirty bucks at Applebee's can go a long, long way if you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, you got to go to Applebee's. Yeah, but uh, it's food. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy who just says, "Well, it's, it's food." Well, remember that kind of like to have like good food that's delicious. Remember that kid we had on the air like years ago? He he bought the pass for the uh, the, the Olive, Olive Garden. Garden and he was eating pasta like every day. And, and then taking non-stop. and taking the, the extra home with him? Yeah, it was all you can eat pasta every time you went in there with the, with the Olive Garden pass. They should do that again, by the way. Yeah, was, well, I think they, they realized that money. this he lost some money on that kid Chris cuz he thought, you know, I, I, I it's it's all I can eat. I'll eat half. I'll bring the rest home. Yeah. I got enough food for five days. Well, he said he would. He would go in there and eat uh, several plates of pasta per day. That's a great weight loss program, by the way. Eating pasta <laughs> all day long. Yeah, nothing. Nothing says I'm. Nothing says I'm trying to cut back like a good cream sauce. You gotta get sick of that after a while. I'm sure you'd be sick of Applebee. Could you? Could you handle Applebee's? For 52 consecutive visits? I know it's supposed to be like once a week, but even once a week? I'm not the kind of guy that can eat the same thing every day anyway. I mean, I need I need some kind of variety. I need something different. Really? Yeah, I can't like eat like the same thing all the time. At some point, I need a break. 
Yeah, I said that about Ron Jeremy, but he uh, made a career out of eating yes. the same thing all the time. I know. <laughs> and look how things turned out for him. Ah, yeah, well, he's he's doing well, isn't he? Not really. He's not doing so hot uh, these well, days. Well, you know, it's, it happens to the best of us, right? <laughs> it's 755 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House. Now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a question for you. You had a chance to interview the greatest head football coach in NFL history twice. Why haven't you hired him yet? Has anybody else wondered why the Atlanta Falcons haven't announced they've hired Bill Belichick? And has anybody else wondered why they're still being interviewing why they're still interviewing people for that job? I certainly have, and frankly remains one of the NFL's greatest remaining mysteries. What the hell's going on over there? And why have the Falcons hired Bill Belichick? Since the Atlanta Falcons fired head coach Arthur Smith just a few weeks ago, the team has interviewed seven potential candidates, including Bill Belichick, who should only have to remind the Falcons of Super Bowl 51 when Tom Brady leads the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history against the Atlanta Falcons. It seems to me you wouldn't need to interview anybody else, and yet the Falcons have interviewed all kinds of guys, including Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, who has allegedly also had a second interview. So what's the holdup? According to some sources, it might have something to do with Bill Belichick's standing feud with the NFL's competition committee. You know, the very committee that handed out fines and suspensions for spy gates and uh, deflating footballs. And who was the chairman of the competition committee back then? Why, it was Atlanta Falcons CEO Rich McKay, who was hired by the Falcons more than a year ago. Perhaps that might have something to do with the Falcons not yet pulling the plug on additional interviews. Perhaps Rich McKay might have a slight problem hiring a guy who he perceives as an evil genius. And perhaps Bill Belichick might also recall being fined a half million dollars by the very same guy. I know that I might have a few misgivings working for that guy, too. Thankfully, there are still five other NFL teams hiring. Washington, Seattle, Carolina, Tennessee, and the Chargers. And to the best of my knowledge, Bill Belichick has only beaten two of those teams to win his six Super Bowl championships. So perhaps it'll be one of them. Because I'm pretty sure that Atlanta might not be on the table. And since Steve thinks it's all fixed anyway, what the heck? But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, when you got a cordless drill driver, impact driver, you, you got enough power to build almost anything. You go to Rocky, save 50 to 60 bucks on an impact driver set, DeWalt or Craftsman with your Ace Rewards card at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 35. Tomorrow, uh, snow showers possible. High of 38. It is 7 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we have any contest or anything coming up? Um, yeah, we have uh, tickets to Andrew Dice Clay coming up a little bit later on this hour. Hey, oh. he needed the money. He's coming to a Symphony Hall. Uh-huh. On uh, March 16th, and uh, tickets, are, I believe, are on sale or soon to be on sale. And we'll let you know what the what that uh, is going to be around the 8.50 this morning. You know, uh, you just reminded me about Symphony Hall. I uh, I had to do that show over the weekend over at the Elks Club where I wore the tuxedo. Did you see me in the tuxedo? Yeah, it looked pretty yeah. smart. Yeah, it looked pretty snazzy. How'd that go over? You can actually get away with saying really dirty things when you're dressed in a tuxedo. This is what I was yeah. telling you. Because yeah. people are going to be fixated on the tuxedo and say, well, this is going to be a very classy, dignified, sophisticated amount of uh, entertainment. I- Meanwhile, you can say some of the most vile, disgusting stuff on a yeah. stage, and people say, well, at least he looked nice. Well, thanks to you and Marty, uh, you really turned my comedy career around with this whole uh, idea of wearing a tux. I'm going to be doing that at every show now. 
I think it's I think it's a great hook. Yeah, it's a great hook. The only thing people were criticizing me about my sneakers that I was wearing. Uh, but let me just uh, I, I forgot the shoes at home. I had them all ready to go, and they were just on the they were on the little shoe holder thing. Don't you usually I, put shoes on when you leave the house? No, I changed into this once the show got going. So when oh, the show really? got going, I went back uh, in the green room of the Elks, <laughs> which is which is just a little room behind the bar, and uh, I changed amongst the amongst yeah. the mops and buckets, and I changed into the tuxedo, and it, so it was like Clark Kent and Superman because I'm dressed in like a uh, like a hoodie and a, and a and a pair of pants. You didn't leave the house in the tux? Why not? Because I wanted it to be a surprise. We've already talked about you wearing the tux. I know, but that kind of gave a little Jedi mind trick going on with the patrons coming in the door. Because I had a couple people go, oh, you're not wearing the tux? And I'm like, no, not tonight. And then uh, then I went and changed. See, it was a big surprise. And then after the show, were like all the the stragglers and and, uh, glitterati saying... Hey, have you seen Steve Nagel back there? We're looking for some guy in a tux. Yeah, who's this classy, classy fella here? Yeah, then he's you, a snack. Then you do the comedic Jedi night mind trick. This is this is not the comedian you're looking for. You know, you know why they call me a snack? No, not because I'm wearing the tux, but what I'm packing. It's it's about a snack. It's not even. It's a snack what, size. What are you packing? Girl Scout cookies? You know, like a fun size Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing really fun about it. No, either. no, no, it's no. Just, no. Uh, right. Yeah, anyway. Hey, uh, shimmy, shimmy, yaw, shimmy, yam, shimmy, yay. I like it raw. I like it raw. Uh, you remember when you could order a steak rare and everybody was cool with getting food poisoning? Oh, yeah. Gone are those days. I know. An American tourist in Canada posted a photo after they ordered a burger at the Toronto Airport Hilton and had to sign a waiver to get it cooked medium. To get it cooked medium? Yeah. The waitress took uh, their order and brought the burger. Then she handed them a food waiver that said they couldn't sue if it made them sick. And there's an actual photo and video of this whole thing. It's not a new thing. Canada has had laws on the books for years that say restaurants have to do burgers well done to kill off any possible E. coli. That's foolish. E. coli. I mean, a medium a medium piece of beef yeah. is still cooked. It's not raw. Yeah, but uh, well, medium is one forty to one forty five for for temperature wise. One hundred sixty is well done yeah. for beef. See, to me, I go a little bit even a little lower than that. I would say a good medium is like one thirty five, yeah. and and well done is like around one fifty. The uh, person who ordered it said they didn't even end up eating the burger. They took a few bites, but but being told it might kill them kind of killed their appetite. It's like, oh, oh I don't know. God. Is this, this going to kill me? This is ridiculous. A spokesperson for Hilton says that's something they do at that specific hotel, but it's not a standard practice for Hilton's in the United States. But it could be uh, a thing. Wait, look at all these chain restaurants. You ever go to like a chain restaurant, like an Applebee's or a, not that you no, yeah. admit that you go there. But, because uh, I've been, I just don't admit. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like one of those. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a secret uh, drug problem. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Know. I hate Applebee's. Oh, I, I could quit Applebee's I anytime. Quit. And then all of a sudden, I'm shoving cheeseburger egg rolls down my throat till my heart's content. Or explodes. Or explodes. <laughs> right. And, uh, um, but they ask you, because I, I worked at Pizzeria Uno's years ago, and the whole thing was pink or no pink, like. I, actually, Uno's Uno's would cook the burger the way you wanted yeah. it to, but other chain restaurants are like pink or no pink. 
Now, if you're at Anthony's up in uh, South Hadley, that means two things. Um, but yeah, you know what's yeah. you know what I've been hearing a lot lately. So let's just say, for example, I go to like a like a Longhorn or a uh, a, a Roadhouse. Roadhouse, yeah. And I say, okay, I want my uh, my steak medium. And then the next thing out of their mouth is, you mean pink in the center? Uh, that well, that's what is? medium is. Uh, I, I do know what I'm talking about. The medium. Well, I mean, obviously, this is a lawsuit thing. Nobody wants to get sued for being because you do run the risk of when you undercook meat. It's just like anything. And yeah, that's if, why it says it on the menu. But if you're ordering that, you already realize that you may be running a, some level of risk yeah. or willing to accept some level of risk. It would be no different than if you went to like a sushi restaurant, ordered a bunch of sushi or sashimi, and it and, and you it, you're basically getting raw fish. Yeah, can you cook this, please? This is raw. I didn't come I here to eat raw sushi. Well, I like it raw. I like, I like it, it raw. raw. Um, but but you uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's I like get you. you know that you're 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 putting your you're putting the trust into the hands of the sushi chef. That they're using the only the freshest uh, cuts of, uh, of fish. Well, and washing their hands or using gloves yeah. or whatever they got to do to prepare the food with, uh, you do put your trust in somebody. That's that's why they have all those serve safe programs to make sure you're serving things up properly. Yeah, but but I, but, I've, but but usually most restaurants, yeah, who are serving that kind of food, are doing so with in very cleanly conditions. I mean, I. I uh, I'll try to be not specific about this, but I knew of a restaurant that uh, a woman would come in on a weekly basis and order a filet mignon. Yeah. Right? Kind of a fancy restaurant. Okay. Order a filet mignon. Well done. And we would all be like, why even bother ordering it? Like, you're basically just getting a piece of shoe leather at that point because... It doesn't have any fat to it, so there's no any kind. Like sometimes, even when you cook like a like a piece of meat that has a lot of fat on it, it can be still a little moist, even if you even if you overcook it a little bit. Yeah, but uh, why would you order a filet mignon? Well done. I hate why? to break it to you. Yeah. The, the only thing you're getting out of a filet is the is the tenderness. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's maybe one of the most unflavorful cuts of meat you can get i i think it really comes down to is where is the meat coming from because that's a huge piece of it it's the quality of the meat you know yeah and and like i said a lot of these corporations like a like an applebee's or something like that they're not buying top quality burger for you to to consume it's it's same with mcdonald's you know, as much as they, oh, all of our burgers are 100% beef. Yes, from the uh, lips and you know what from the cow, uh, that's considered beef. Yeah. You know, anything that came from the cattle is con- even the hoof and all that other stuff that gets yeah, ground up. And but I don't really care. <laughs> no, but 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 that stuff is yeah. cooked to a certain temperature uniformly because that's the way they serve their burgers. You don't go into McDonald's. Can I have a rare quarter pounder? If you get a rare quarter pounder, somebody didn't do their job, right? In a place like that, and you wouldn't want a pink burger from a from a fast food restaurant. Like I just, that. you know, I, I mean, I know that some people just have a real hard time, you know, with with food that they feel is undercooked. Mm-hmm. But you're taking a very expensive cut of meat, cooking the living bejesus out of it, and making it worthless. I mean, yeah. like any chef that knows what they're doing gets really angry of the idea. I got to cook this perfectly good piece of beef. That the owner of this restaurant spend top dollar to serve, 
and then ruin it by going, you know, right. you know, and, and cooking it beyond recognition. I understand that, but people have to understand, you know, it's not blood when you, when you see like a rare steak, that's not blood. That's no. like, uh, I think it's called the myoglobin or something like that. It's like, based, is it, well, it's mostly water. Isn't it's it? mostly, water? it's mostly water colored by the juices of the beef. Right. And it's not blood, but that's mm. what people have a problem with. Now, I don't like, I don't like a, a steak that's too rare. Right. I don't like it too rare, but I, but I, I like, I like, like medium rare. I can, I can, I can deal with. So I, I like it. I like it raw. Yeah. I like it raw. And uh, <laughs> I know I love that song. Um, shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, game, shimmy, game. Um, but it's uh, always good to bring ODB back into, into the fold. But I'm the kind of person, what well, we, we need more ODB. We really do. Show. Old dirty bastard. Uh, I like it like rare. Like I like the cool red center. Yeah. But again, it has to be a good cut of meat. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd order that. I wouldn't order that at like a like a ninety nine or a a, a a a chain type of restaurant no. just because I know that that their business practices are a little bit different than a than a fresh food place, but you know you went down to like the Chandler Steakhouse and MGM you guarantee uh, bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be getting that uh, T bone yeah. that that porterhouse rare you know that it, sure a rare cut of meat because it's so tender and so good. You know what I mean? As opposed to sometimes uh, the cut of meat can be tough itself before it even before it's even cooked. You know, in uh, in certain parts of the country, Midwest in particular, uh, they'll uh, they'll serve like the beef tartare. Yeah. And in Wisconsin, they call it the cannibal sandwich. Yeah. And it's absolutely delicious, but it's it's raw beef. And the difference between that and say if you you know went to you got some piece of you know, very. Let's say you got a piece of very cheap beef uh, in a parking lot on the back of somebody's truck. I don't know what you're you talking can't about. Guarantee the yeah. quality of the beef if you're only spending four bucks per pound. Anyway, you would never use that for that purpose. But if you're using a high quality cut of beef, then it's delicious. And you know, some people you know just can't stand the idea of it. Some people say, "Oh my God, it's so delicious." But I got to tell you, it is damn delicious. It is damn delicious, and that's the way it should be consumed. Yeah, that way. Um, I, you've reminded me of a, of a bit I did at the shortstop last week about the people of Westfield. And remember, the meat van guy was driving around trying to sell <laughs> T-bones to a guy like water in his front lawn. Yeah, and uh, I, my point was, yeah, it's USDA inspected, but that doesn't mean it's approved. And USDA inspected is just a USDA inspector going. Oh yeah, that's meat, but I wouldn't eat that. I wouldn't put that. That that's like horse yeah. meat. I mean, if if you took your car to a state yeah. inspection center and it failed, you still got an inspection. Right. Yes. Yes. You still have the inspection. It's just a guy looking at it going, "Uh, yeah, that's meat, but I wouldn't put that in my mouth." Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, that's your car, but I wouldn't drive it on the road. Yeah. So there you go. Raw meat is the way to go. Take 23. I like it raw. It's 823 on Rock 102. Spring. It's 25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's back in action from vacation or whatever he was on uh, hiatus last week. And, and he uh, is chomping at the bit to forecast. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast uh, this week. Real interesting interview. A really interesting interview with uh, Jim Scafish. He's, uh, he's been on the, the podcast before. 
He just reissued his second album from 1983. This is a record that he introduced to IRS Records President Miles Copeland back then. Uh, and eight of the 11 songs that he presented were all rejected for being too offensive. They're really not. But it's taken him 40 years to get the rights for the music, not only to his second album as it was presented, but also those eight songs that were rejected have now been released. And it's a hell of a story how he did it and uh, and how he was able to get his hands on the rights and the, the the original masters. It's a great, great story. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. All right. All right. Sounds like a plan. We got news. Uh, what? Uh, well, we don't have to get news yet, right? It's we like don't have to. 26. All right. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything to talk about. I, it was pretty damn cold over the weekend. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I'd rather have the global warming and... 75 degrees in the middle of January than this. I um, I tried to clear my car off of, uh, you know, snow and ice the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I used my Alec Mendoza uh, ice scraper, which oh. still, by the way, works. Oh, they're ice uh, cutters you can talk to. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I find that uh, I'm not really tall enough to do more than half the windshield on my truck. I mean, it's as much as I look at his little legs. Look at his little arms. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of felt like Billy Barty trying to scrape, you know, you know the incredible Mishu trying to scrape uh, the ice off my windshield. You're like a little T Rex. A little you, bit. You can't get your arms all the way. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was uh, very challenging. So, um, you know, I did the best I could to get everything off the uh, off the truck because I realized, you know, some of these things could fly off the truck and maybe you know, kill somebody on the road and maybe. Yeah. It's, Maybe I should try a little bit more, uh, you know, feverishly to clear off the truck. Well, don't you have that uh, foam thing? Yeah, I right. do. But, you know, it was so cold. How cold was it? It was so cold that I couldn't get it all off. Like some of it was just it was just frozen solid to like the you know, to the, the cover of the, of the truck bed and, and, and the top. I couldn't I just couldn't move it. I mean, it's clear now, but it's like uh, yeah, for a while there. I mean, that's. I mean, how many minutes do I have to spend out there clearing my truck? Uh, well, you don't want to. Again, you don't want to kill anybody driving down the uh, the highway. No, I don't. Ice coming off. I you got to get up in the back of the bed of that truck. Come on, you have a pickup truck now. You got to act like you have one. Get up in the back of that truck. Oh God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> put a big, put a, like a bunch of backs and nagel flags off the back of it and drive down the uh, street with the, uh, you know, uh, Rock 102 yeah. in the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all I have to do now is get ba- uh, backs and nagel flags, which I, I don't have. Oh, we should, we should get some. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're ready for a little bit more merch. We should advocate for those to be put on the town hall in Enfield. Quite a bit of fan base down there. Uh, oh, it's why true. Not? It's true. Uh, it's so cold outside. How cold is it? Uh, you have to open the fridge to heat the house. <laughs> it's so cold outside. How cold is it? Police tell a robber to freeze, and he does. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, it's so cold outside. Uh, how cold that is it? Uh, we had to chisel the dog off a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You can catch me with the Dan Kane Singers next week. It's 29... 29- 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Wilbraham police have identified the suspect who allegedly shot a police officer on Saturday night. The shooting took place at 8.40 p.m. in Wilbraham, and we now know that the officer involved in the shooting is expected to be okay. According to the Hamden DA's office, officers were called to a home on Old Carriage Drive in Wilbraham when the police got to the location 
They began to exchange gunfire with a suspect inside the home who had barricaded themselves inside for several hours. An officer, a 29-year-old man, was struck by the gunfire during the standoff and taken to a hospital with serious injuries. The state police tactical operations team found the suspect with those gunshot injuries uh, using a drone. They had sent a drone in through a window uh, through the home and uh, found him there. I guess he was in a hallway, but he was suffering from a gunshot wound. Uh, and they had a handgun and ammunition next to the suspect. The suspect was also brought to a hospital and placed under police guard before the suspect was arrested. Two other people who were inside the home were rescued. The suspect of the shooting was identified as 53-year-old Michael Ortega. Ortega is being charged with assault with intent to murder with a dangerous weapon. Mm. The uh, tactical operations team, the crisis negotiation unit, the drone unit, canine unit, bomb squad with robotic platforms and troopers from the Springfield barracks assisted the Wilbraham police and it's being investigated by the Hamden County DA's office. You know, as I'm reading this the other night, and you know, I'm looking at the Wilbraham you know forum on uh, on Facebook, I'm getting all these notifications from the uh, the news sources of like one of these stories that I just couldn't I couldn't stop following because, I mean, yeah, you're right. You had all kinds of law enforcement from multiple towns looking to help, and uh, state police, you know. You know, SWAT teams, you know, they're all there. They're all there to try to to, uh, to defuse this situation. And it sounds like it was such a well-coordinated operation to get this guy out of this house uh, that you have to you know, tip your hat to uh, the effort. Uh, you know, on the other hand, you also had uh, a child and a woman who were in this house for a period of time and were able to escape safely. Um, so, you know, you, we, we wish them well. Um, and you wish the officer who was shot, uh, you know, good health and a speedy recovery. But man, what it, it was like, uh, it was this incredible drama unfolding the other night. And it was just, you know, to watch it was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? I, mean, I don't live that far from the Wilbraham line. I mean, right. I'm, I'm like practically straddling that you border. You spit into Wilbraham. I wouldn't want to spit into Wilbraham. I mean, you know. Summers maybe, but not uh, not yeah, Wilbraham. Yeah, the other end of town. Yeah, the other yeah. Uh, the other side maybe. But what about uh, East Longmeadow? Would you spit into East Longmeadow? Uh, nah, I mean no. Nah, I mean, what about Munson? Yeah, I would drool in Munson. Yeah, I, well, I'd spit in Munson. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right you know, hork him a big fat luger. But yeah. I mean, I would. Uh, you know, maybe drool a little bit. Yeah. We saved that for the uh, the summers for the for the Connecticut border. Yeah, Spitting. right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like our modern day weapons. You're spitting. Yeah, right. Uh, I would. I would, however, blow a snot rocket and Palmer though. That one. That one I would do. Well, that's isn't that how they get them out? The farmers. <laughs> the farmers snots. blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you just hold one nostril and you blast it out the other side. That's some good stuff. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast this morning, folks. <laughs> the suspect accused of slashing uh, Mayor uh, Dom Dom's tires is expected to be arraigned today. Springfield police arrested uh, the suspect, 55-year-old Steve Costarizos, Friday around 4 p.m., who has had previous run-ins with the law. Springfield police spokesman Ryan Walsh said that he was also the suspect in two other incidents. Uh, quote, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend, her husband's guy, that a Christmas Day incident where the suspect allegedly threw a rock through City Hall door windows. I guess it's pretty serious. He also said a third incident that occurred Tuesday e- Tuesday evening where this suspect allegedly broke into a person's home that he knew and that would be uh, an unarmed burglary charge. Costa Rizos will be charged in Springfield District Court today with uh, malicious damage to a motor vehicle, unarmed burglary, and destruction of property on Christmas Day. 
The tire slashing incident was uh, also not the first time Costa Rizos caused a problem at City Hall last week. According to uh, City Hall records, Costa Rizos also showed up unannounced and caused a, a disturbance in City Hall on Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. The tire to, took slashing took place on a Wednesday afternoon and was caught on surveillance video. The mayor was parked behind City Hall in a reserved spot for him. It says doesn't say Dom Dom on it. Just says Mayor. It just because you know occasionally there you know we have different mayors. I mean it's been a while. Yeah, but it's been a long time. Yes. You think after a certain amount of times that you've been elected, you get the uh, saying. You, and yeah, you but it, but it's the same parking spot that Mary Hurley had. It's the same one that Mike Albano had. Charlie Ryan, Richie Neal. Did he have the same one? Probably. Yeah. I think they probably moved it since he was mayor. I don't know. That's what it was like, what, 150 years ago? It's the, it's the same city hall. How long has Richie been in Congress for, like, 138 years, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. By the way, I did uh, read a little bit more about that rock-throwing incident. But it wasn't a rock. It wasn't a rock. It, it was, was a rock a lobster. I like the <clears throat> second verse. Rock Lobster! It's a long way to get to the second Why verse. Why does it take so long to get there? We should start it. I like this one. This verse. Alright, here it comes. Here it comes. We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under our dock. And there they saw a rock. It wasn't a rock. It was a rock lobster. Classic. Yeah. Absolute classic. Top, uh, number 99 on the top 100 shows in, uh, <clears throat> in America here is the Bax and Nagel program, all because of that. Is it any wonder? Maybe we'll get to 98 this year. You Who never know. You I, never... Think we're gonna be, I think we're going to be climbing up the charts with a bullet. Uh, a suburban Philadelphia man is accused of stabbing to death a neighbor with whom he had a long feud over the accused man's loud snoring that could be heard through a wall connecting their homes. Mm-hmm. Christopher James Casey, 55, was charged last week with causing the death four days earlier of Robert Wallace, who the coroner found had been stabbed several times. The 62-year-old Wallace removed a screen removed a screen from a window in Casey's home and opened the unlocked window as Casey was eating dinner Sunday. After a verbal confrontation, uh, Casey stabbed him in the chest with a large military-style knife. Uh, police said Casey told them Wallace had not had not been menacing him or threatening him when Casey stabbed him in the doorway of Casey's home. They had been having personal issues for the past year and a half, prompting several calls over Wallace's complaints about his snoring. Mm. Casey told investigation investigators during an interview Sunday night at Abington Hospital. After about 20 minutes of uh, speaking through the window, Wallace appeared to calm down and uh, wanted to shake hands and offered to help pay for nasal surgery to alleviate Casey's snoring. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to help you out here. 
going to pay uh, for your uh, your sleep apnea test and uh, to get you get those uh, your, what are they uh, deviated septum snipped. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Casey dis- Casey described Wallace as being v- volatile, very strong. He's an angry type of person, police mm-hmm. wrote in the charging documents. Casey said he did not believe Wallace's intention of trying to work this out and shake hands and try to fix the situation was genuine. As a result, Casey decided to surprise him by stabbing Wallace with a knife. Okay, you know, uh, as someone who um, who does snore and has sleep apnea, yeah, um, I was snoring long before I knew I had sleep apnea. In fact, I had a sleep study that said I didn't have sleep apnea many years ago. Then I did, had a second sleep study, and then I was diagnosed. It's not like a snorer has any control over his snoring. No. I mean, it's, it's not like you can just stop because someone said, could you please stop snoring? Yeah, but I don't know. If I uh, I live next to somebody and I can hear it through the wall every single night. Yeah, well, then move your bedroom to the other side of the apartment. Or get, a, get like one of them, uh, them noise machines. Uh, or well, those things like- will drown out anything. I... Uh- I told you I uh, I used several times, uh, now I'm out of free trials, for the uh, Calm app where Harry Styles or uh, Michael Buble will read you a bedtime story. And it'll just take your mind off of whatever's going on. And how much do they jack you for that? They want $70 a year for it, uh, but I refuse to pay that. So what I do is... Uh, I think it's like every three months you can re-up the trial. Right. So they give you like seven days worth of it before you got to renew it. And I just go in and just cancel the subscription right away. But you can still get to use it for the seven days. And I find all kinds of good. I told you about this. This Does Michael Buble uh, read you the same story over and over again? Yes. It's about uh, two lovers meeting by chance in a bookshop. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Scotty Pippen does the whole history of basketball, talks about Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, speaking of Springfield, Massachusetts, this new movie that's out, this Beekeeper, have you seen the trailer for this thing? No. Apparently, they reference, uh, this guy is a beekeeper on a farm in Springfield, Massachusetts. And the whole thing, I haven't seen the movie yet, and I can't wait to see it, because I really, because the reviews of people saying, that that live in Springfield, going the, the, farmland, farmland in Springfield. Yes, the city of homes. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a farm. There's like a farm here and there, isn't there? It's probably some of the garden, but it, that's about it. But it almost made it sound like it was like this de- like desolate farmland out here, like nobody well, I, lives out here. I can see why you might think that, but, but what, it's uh, but there is no real significant farmland in Springfield. But there was this online forum that I was reading about this and how people were saying. Hey, you know what? At least the film industry has acknowledged that there's some other land outside of Boston. <laughs> Christ. Like, even Boston wouldn't even want to admit yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm, I'm really interested to see this Beekeeper movie huh. and uh, have them talk about Springfield and then laugh at the fact that, because I'm watching the trailer and it doesn't mention anything about Springfield, Massachusetts in there. Yeah. But it shows a farm. I, mean, I, can, shows, see a, yeah. I can see a farm in West Springfield, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah. There's certain areas of West Springfield that are more rural. Well, don't we have a don't we have a a farm? Um, I'm trying to think. Cumberland of Cumberland Farms is not an agricultural well, space. You don't think so? No, it's not. Oh well, I'm, well, the one down at the X is like a petting zoo. Have you ever been in that one? <laughs> watch yeah. out! Sometimes they bite on the way in. You got to watch out for that.
They'll eat right out of your hands if you let them. They put the you know what in cumbies. It's uh <laughs> There's cheaper things you can get for a dollar twenty nine coffee down there. I'll, that's all I'm gonna say. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, a mix of sun and clouds with a high of thirty five. Uh, tomorrow, uh, snow showers uh, possible throughout the day, high of 38. It is 8 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Your husband? Yes. Your dentist? Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Eight, Just about 8.52 in ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, mix of sun and clouds today and a high of 35. Tomorrow, more of the same with some snow showers uh, mixed in there as well and a high of 38. It is 8 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, guess what I'm doing <clears throat> this Friday? I don't know. I'm hosting a sex toy party. What? Bingo. Bingo. You know the uh, sex toy bingo? Like a like a Benoit bingo? Yeah. Oh, you like nice. that? You got balls to fit them all. Oh, I I I do. I do. This is uh this is going to be at the uh the American Legion up in East Hampton. So I'm sure all the ladies up there would love me to be hosting a show like this, right? Am I tired? Am I right? Or am I, I right? I, I got to stop you. How the hell did this happen? Well, I was uh, asked by uh, some friends if I would host this uh, this Athena's Bingo Party. Uh-huh. And because uh, it's all for charity. Uh, it's the, for the Relay for Life uh, fundraiser. All right. Them. So it's a good cause. Yeah. and But it's uh, in East Hampton. So... Well, I mean, considering um, how, like, for example, um, the mayor of that great town was yeah. trying to avoid you at all costs yeah. because of that whole uh, ladies' controversy. Yeah. And here you are, uh, you know, calling out the balls. Yes, I'm calling out the balls. You're calling a, out the balls a, for, a, for dildos. Athena's sex bingo party. Wow. Party. Sounds like fun. Yeah, uh, maybe the mayor will be there. Maybe uh, that could be. Uh, that would be interesting. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the irony of the situation is kind of fun. Yeah. I kind of like it. It is, isn't it? It is. It, you know, it, you, the way you brought it up, like, well, I did not think about that. Yeah, uh, that is interesting. It says uh, it says right here, 190 Pleasant Street in East Hampton. That's the American Legion. Doors open at 5. Bingo starts at 630. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, they'll have a bar there. Uh, you bring your own snacks. <laughs> Apparently, you can't eat anything on the Athena's menu. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. probably not. Uh, yeah, come out, come enjoy a fun night out uh, with adult fun and steamy prizes. Eighteen plus only. Help us raise money and awareness for could, the uh, Relay for Life. If you got hungry, could you eat those undershorts made of the fruit roll-ups? Maybe. Maybe that's what they are. They're like basically fruit roll-ups you put in your you, you, you wear. But they're probably not good fruit roll-ups. I've never ate edible underwear before. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, but I, I I would imagine it's probably not top quality. Probably not made of the finest ingredients. No. Well, why don't you just take a regular fruit roll-up, roll it out, and carve it into a pair of underwear? You could do that. That's sick. No, it's the same thing. What are you some sort of perv? I. Uh, why would you want to do that? I don't know. I think it's just for the just for the uh, the laughs, just for the fun of it. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, contraptions and implements yeah. of uh, of pleasure, which you just, you look at and you say, "Well, how can that be pleasurable?" Sex toy bingo. Oh, right. you know we're not that far. Yeah, from um, Sadie Allison. Sadie Allison, yeah. America's pleasure coach. Every year we have her on the show. And we interview her, uh, interview her about uh, about sex, and in exchange, 
<clears throat> she usually sends us a, a gift basket of toys to sample before yeah. the interview. And we never got around to sampling before the interview, but we uh, we certainly, you know, we'll divide them amongst ourselves, uh, you know, and uh, we'll see what's up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing any demonstrations at this thing. You're not? I'm not trying out the products. I'm just, uh, I'm just presenting them and then calling bingo numbers, much like the uh, the sheriff's picnic used to be with Sheriff Ash, except there was just a bunch of old VHS tapes there. There was no, there was no, yes. there was no, yeah, yeah, the only dildos at that party were the politicians showing up, <laughs> right? <laughs> but this, uh, I'm just presenting I items see. and, a, and a, yeah, I'm not going to put on a display. No, well, yeah. I mean, you're there just to call the balls. You want to hear me get screwed, go back and listen to those back Steve and Dave podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the close you're ever going to see to that. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Andrew Dice Clay is coming to Symphony Hall March 16th. Those tickets are actually on sale already. They're on sale right now. You could actually buy a pair of tickets or you could win a pair of tickets. Surprised they're not sold out already. I'm surprised too. In fact, 10th caller right now wins a pair of tickets. The Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall, March 16th. Good luck to you. He needed the money. 293-1021. Good luck. Good luck. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.